there. Welcome to the Caroline Kitty Ann Show. I'm Caroline. And I'm Kitty Ann. And remember, we're channel 33.3, The Horn. Today we have two very special guests from G Square. Hi, I'm Grace. And I'm Gracie. You can find us on 66.6 El Diablo. All right. Today we're going to be talking about change makers in Latin America. All right, so we're just going to go ahead and get started into our first little segment, which is more about the pulp culture aspect of the show today. So we have Shakira, and she is from Barranquilla, Colombia. Uh, you all should hopefully know her. She is a singer and known for her. Her hips don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> And a fun fact is that as a young child, she went to a Catholic school that was taught by nuns. She's also only four foot eleven, so she's got a lot to contain in that little Shakira body <laughs> of hers. I think I think it's funny because most people will probably think since she went to a Catholic school that belly dancing was probably looked down yeah. Yeah. by her nuns, but it's actually like a part of their culture. Next, we've got uh, Leo Messi from Rosario, Argentina. He's, you've probably heard of him, he's a role model for many young soccer players, and he plays for Barcelona and the Argentina national team. Hopefully you have heard of him. If not, there's an issue here. <laughs> I think yes. most people have heard of Messi. If not, you have to be pretty disconnected from the world. And another thing in common he has with Shakira is that he is also small for you know, all the things that he does. He's one of the world's smallest and most successful soccer players too, at only five foot seven. They say he's so good at soccer because he has uh, hormone deficiencies, right? Yeah. That um, allow him to be like a genetic mutant. Simon Jose Antonio de la Santimiza, Trinidad, Bolivar y Palicios, otherwise known as Simon Bolivar, he that's was, a mouthful. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably one of their shorter names. <laughs> um, he is a South American soldier who was, I like to say, instrumental in the continent's revolutions against the Spanish Empire. Uh, he was born kind of a long time ago, <laughs> in 1783. Well, yeah. Uh, born into Venezuela. He had a pretty good life. He was a pretty good guy. Fidel and Raul Castro. As you know, they're most commonly associated with the dictatorship that occurred in Cuba. Um, Fidel was the older brother. He was born on August 13, 1926 in Biran, Cuba. And he used guerrilla wa warfare campaign to overthrow the previous Cuban dictator, Batista. Um, He's most commonly known for the Cuban Missile Crisis, which occurred since he had very strong relations with the Soviet Union, and um, recently he turned over power to Raul, and Raul's his younger brother, who is the current Cuban dictator. He was born on June 3rd, 1931, also in Biran, Cuba, and um, he recently res helped restore relations between the U.S. and Cuba. All right. So um, we'd like to get in on how they've actually made an impact in we're going to go more into the pop culture side because that was more yeah, of our background but information. more of how they've impacted depth, yeah. the societies down there. So we'll start with Shakira. So she really enjoys working with children. Almost all of her charities that she works with, she supports 11 different charities. Wow. And uh, almost all of them have to do with children and getting good educations as children 
and building up childhood. Um, she also has her own charity called Pies Descados, and it helps uh, with education, as I said. In Colombia, specific, specifically her community, Veranquila. <laughs> and she has done a lot to help organize building schools and creating a better site for education with those people in her community. Another connection between Messi and Shakira is that uh, Messi is also a creator of a foundation that helps children, which is called the um, pretty creative name here, the Leo Messi Foundation. Oh, wow, that is getting advanced. <laughs> I never would have guessed he made that foundation. I know. People are very creative. <laughs> and it gives children opportunities to get better education and medical care. And he is also partnered with UNICEF, and he helps kids donate some money and um, meets kids, helps them all around the world in many different countries to um, get good medical care, education, so they can lead a good life. Yeah. That's good so, to see people, like pop culture people, getting more involved with helping people. Because, I mean, you read about it all in magazines, how people are helping out children, yeah. but you never really think that they actually are. Okay, so I'll talk about more in depth with Simon Bolivar. Um, as I said before, he moved into Venezuela. No, he was born into Venezuela, like a rich family. But his parents died a few years later, uh, and he moved to Spain with his uncle. Kind of a sad Okay, story. wait, question. Yeah, yeah yes. Disney. <laughs> yeah, very Disney. Did he inherit his parents' money? You know, I don't know that for sure, but I. But I imagine think he was he... too young to live on his own. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, well, I yeah. know, but like. I think he did inherit it, but not until later when he became like an adult. He got married to Maria Teresa Rodriguez del Toro y Elisa. Rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. In 1802, but she died a year later with yellow fever when they returned to Venezuela. So he was kind of like devastated. Took a lot of deaths. Yeah. yeah, kind of fast. Um, very big morbid. toll on yeah somebody so young. <laughs> to be a big toll on mental health. I mean, yeah, yeah. everyone around you dies. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Oops. <laughs> Ew. So then Ew. he like kind of became friends with Napoleon. After Napoleon named Joseph Bonaparte king of Spain, Bolivar joined the re resistance movement. Um, kind of like going against the leader. Uh, he returned to Venezuela because he wanted to go against Spain, so, I mean, you can't really live when you're going to mm -hmm. fight against them, because yeah. they could, like, Might be a you. sticky situation. <laughs> yeah, and so they invaded Venezuela, and that began the his admirable campaign, and he formed the Venezuelan Second Republic, which is good, uh, kind of like he wanted Venezuela to be like the United States, where they had one leader. Um, the he was hailed the liberator, uh, began civil war, and he had to flee to Jamaica, and he actually wrote a letter, this is a famous letter. Is he hanging with Bob Marley? No. Who is it? <laughs> but nice can you guess, guess what the name is? Oh, I've, it's like, it's gotta be something really creative. Of course, mm -hmm. yeah, it's called Letter from Jamaica. Oh, wow. Oh my we, goodness. We got a round of applause for that. I this think was like when he was talking about making uh, Venezuela like the United States. Mm -hmm. um, he kind of stayed off uh, the line for a while, kind of stayed quiet. And he came back to Venezuela, claimed several territories, like helped get back Peru, going against Spain. So they all became separate. And I think he did a great job with that. Uh, helped everyone separate from not being on the Spanish Empire. And then, and a fun fact, 
So there's a place like named after him called Bolivia. <laughs> Another oh. ironic name, not close to what his name is at all. Oh no. And, <laughs> no. Yeah. And so in Venezuela and Bolivia, his birthday is celebrated as a national holiday. Like they think he's really great and famous and so that shows you that he actually made an impact in other people's lives. All right. That's that's a lot of stuff that Yeah. You <laughs> okay. Hope you retain that. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to go into Fidel and Raul Castro. But first I'm going to start off with Fidel. Um, he was the Cuban dictator and military leader for a long time. Um, I talked about how he was the dictator of Cuba. And his communist views led to a strain in the relationship with the U.S. So he was very close to Russia and many of their ideas. Um, he was he led the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962, and if you don't know what that was, that was when Cuba and Russia had partnered, and Cuba had what looked like nuclear missiles on their territory and it looked as if they were going to nuclear bomb the U.S. So that was a very stressful time for everyone, yeah. <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> My voice just did something weird. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then in 1921, um, there was a collapse in communism, and the failing economy led to Castro relaxing many of his restrictions. That's when everything started to go down for his beliefs. Um, as most know, Cuba has, lives in much poverty. Yeah. And of recent times, due to his failing health, Fidel turned over his power to Raul in the year 2008, which I believe I mentioned earlier. And Raul has actually done some good things for Cuba. Um, he recently restored the US um, relations with the US, uh, which brought social, economic, and political reforms to the country. And they're still living in much poverty, but tourism is definitely bringing um, up their economy as much as it can. And lots of people know if you go to Cuba, it's like a portal back in time. You'll see all these old mm -hmm. cars. It's very, yeah, it's very old timey, if anything. Um, and a cool fun fact about Raul is that uh, he has many socialist views, and when he was a young man. He was interested in joining a group for young socialists of Cuba. So I think that's pretty cool how, whereas his brother, his older brother, had communist views, he had socialist views. So yeah. they're both Two different opinions. Kind of yeah. clashing. Yeah. 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 House yeah. divided. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, he still worked for his brother and served as Cuba's defense minister, deputy prime minister for many years. And so he was definitely still sharing some of the ideas with his brother, but... He still had his own opinions. They just carried it out in different ways. Yeah. So that is a really great overview of all of the change makers we focused on today. Is how would our person, so Shakira, Messi, Fidel Raul Castro, and Simon Bolivar deal with the Syrian refugee crisis that's happening right now? Um, why don't you start with how Simon Bolivar would deal with that, Gracie? Um, I think that he would try. He would be like a good guy in this and try and help put the refugees somewhere safe because he helped uh, the other like Peru and all of them get free of the Spanish Empire so I feel like this is kind of the same thing trying to get them free a little bit of the same situation Chicago. yeah so I think he'd be good and separate them and give them all a good home Grace how do you think Raul and Fidel would deal with this situation 
I think Fidel and Raul Castro would pretty much take the same stance as al-Assad because al-Assad rules with a very communist view and he's kind of almost like a dictator even though they don't really use that term. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think they would pretty much deal with it the same way al-Assad is even if that was mistreatment of their people. I don't think they deal with disrespect towards power. Do you think each brother would have a different point of view or together they would I have think the same thing? I think if Fidel was the leader, Raul would do the same. But I don't think Raul has done enough in his power yet to show that he would treat the people any differently. Mm -hmm. While he has restored relations with the U.S., it doesn't show how he'd treat his people. Right. All right. And then, Caroline, how do you think Messi would deal with the situation as he could deal with it, Um, considering he's... I think so, yeah. I think he is, since he's like... A UNICEF ambassador. I think that UNICEF is working on the situation and trying to do well uh, with it, with the children mostly and the families. Well, what do you so think I, Messi could do individually? I was go- getting to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as I was saying before, Kitty rudely interrupted me. Um, I think <laughs> I would just try and. Um, Make sure the families are safe and healthy and just try and get them to move on. And maybe he would visit there himself instead of just donating money. And because he's a widely known icon, um, I think that that would maybe bring some joy into the situation. Katie Ann, how do you think you, Shakira, could deal with it? I think that Shakira and Messi would both, like, both could do something, but they haven't. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't seen... They don't know it. Do you think most of their priorities are focused in Latin America as opposed to the rest of the world? I, I do believe so, considering that's where they originate from. Mm-hmm. Um, Just but, as we feel loyal to our hometowns and countries yes. and yeah. states. Uh, but I think Shakira would try to do some with education of the refugees because she does want to do a lot with education of children in Latin America. So I feel like she would try and build schools or do something towards education and providing educational materials for the children that are in those situations. So I think we should each go around and share how we think our person was a catalyst for change. So, so starting with Sha- yeah, starting with Shakira, uh, I believe that Shakira has been a catalyst for change with education in her own community, with helping build up new school systems and providing money to get new supplies in there to help them restart uh, educating young children. Yes. Um, I think that Messi has done a lot, like very close to the things that Shakira has done with other children all around the world, not just in his country too. But because um, he has partnered with UNICEF, he does donate a lot of money there, and um, it, they just donate all of it to children and help them lead better lives too. So I think that he is definitely, he's only 29, so he's just starting out, but I think that he's going to do a lot more in the future. And he does a lot with medical care. He does. Rather than education. And then I think Simon was a catalyst for change by helping separate some of the, like, now countries from Spain, the Spanish Empire, getting them away. And since they even, like, named a whole country or group after him and they celebrate his name as a holiday... Obviously, that means something, and that he we celebrate important people in America. So obviously, he is a catalyst for change. They look up to him. They and he's very important in their society. He's even like a liberator. He was a dictator. Like he was a good one though, because they wouldn't have named things after him if he wasn't. Yeah. 
Okay, and then for Fidel and Raul, I think they both had different positive and negative changes um, in their country of Cuba. They're both definitely callous for change, and we all have different opinions on, on which was negative and which was positive. But yes. I personally think Fidel had more of a negative um, change on the country, even though it was a change. It still made their economy suffer, ruined relations. But Raul has had more of a positive impact in the year because Cuba's relations with the U.S. was restored this yes, year. More recently. Yeah. More recently, yeah. So we're going to leave you with a fun game yeah. called you Simon can play Says. Along. It's a quick little segment. So basically we have Gracie and Grace have G collected squared. quotes that either Simon Bolivar or Fidel, Fidel Castro said. And then and Caroline Kenyan. We are going to try to guess whether Simon said it or Fidel said it. And so please feel free to play along with home too. if you feel the need. If you listen to it, you can pause it and then guess and then see the answers. All, so. right. All right. So we're just, working as a team. Yeah. So the Carolina and Katie Ann show will get one point for if we guess it right. And then G squared will get a point if they guess it wrong. And or we'll we do three quotes and whoever wins yeah. wins. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. The revolution is a dictatorship of exploited against the exploiters. Okay, we've got our final answer. And? We say no. Why is that? Because we just- Well, who is it? Which one? Simon? <laughs> no, no, no. Simon did- Simon did not. Fidel did said not it. Say Fidel it. said it? Okay, you are correct. Ooh, yeah! oh yeah! All right. We're okay. gonna win this. Off to, a, off to a good start. Okay, I am not a communist and neither is a revolutionary movement. All right, we've got our final We're going to go with Fidel said this one. You are correct. Oh, oh yeah! 2-0. 2 zero. Two yeah, zero. Yeah, 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 stay alive. Stay alive. Okay, this is our last one. <laughs> when tyranny becomes law, rebellion is a right. Simon said. Yeah, I think yes. Simon said right. it. Okay, there Simon right. said it. Simon oh, yeah. said it. Okay, we thank win. You, thank you so much for listening today. We had a great time talking. Please and remember, go check out G Squared at 66.6. El Diablo. And remember to tune in next time to 33.3. Thank you so the much more. for having us, Katie, Ann, and Caroline. It was yes. a great time. Thank you guys it was for a great time. We just want to thank uh, our sponsors, TrueMoo. True milk, chocolate milk, high in protein, low in fat. Oh yeah. Thanks for listening to the Caroline Katie Ann Show. We'll see you next time.